Welcome, and thank you for listening to the 9-7 Podcast, where we talk about our journey from 9-7 to now. We are your hosts, Richard and Mary Robinson. Though we aren't relationship experts, we've learned a lot along the way since 9-7. Hey, 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 Heidi ho Not Heidi ho <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling today, my love? I'm feeling well. That's Yourself? good feeling pretty pretty good as well i mean i do got this eye strain thing going on so i got these blue blockers on yeah you got on the the blue the blue yeah blue blockers i guess that's the right way to put it <laughs> yeah that's the only yeah, way to staring put it. at a screen all day is is not healthy mm-hmm. so working from home has its ups and downs yeah it does and it's caught up to you so mm-hmm. yeah that that big four zero that you hit boy mm-hmm. <laughs> He ran up on you like, what was his name? Richard Sherman? No, what's the dude? Beast mode. Yeah, beast mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, you got on the blue block, and I'm hoping that they'll help. As, yeah, I mean, as they, over time, they have. I mean, I haven't moved to the blue blockers plus eye patch yet, but plus eye patch. Yeah, for the eye patch. Eye oh, patch, I- like, like a pirate. Patch. Our, I thought it said pads, iPads. No, no, I patch. I, I got patch. you. I got you now. I hear the CH. I didn't hear it before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's about all I got going on. <clears throat> Living this quarantine life. Yep, I'm doing pretty good. It, you know, some days are fantastic. Other days are just okay. But uh, yeah, you know, quarantine slash work from home life. Trying to. Constantly evolving a little workspace there to try to be not necessarily more productive, but, you know, not let me burn myself out. Yeah. That's a that's a real threat in this in this environment, because not only you always on, you're always at work. So, yeah, there's no real separation, mm-hmm. which we've heard a lot of people complain about. But mm-hmm. and, and it is a kind of lack of control there. Right. Because. When you're going to work and you're coming home from work, you have a little bit more control over your interactions, right? Because you can be like, well, y'all know it takes me 45 minutes to get home. So any emails that came through after working hours, I ain't see till I was home. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I ain't going to see it till the morning. Because this, that, and the third and things like that. So you you had control kind of by proxy of regular life but everyone else had it too so it was kind of understood right whereas now everyone's home and you've kind of lost a little bit of that control because everyone's like well you at the house slash work why you ain't answer the email why you pick up the phone things like that but i I do like that you know even though it's not easy you did try or you have tried and you have been pretty successful at Setting some boundaries in that area, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, since most of your dealings, <clears throat> excuse me, most of your team is not local, local, mm-hmm. you know, you can let them know, hey, from this time to this time, I'm unavailable. You know, you block things out of your calendar so that you make sure that you're being constantly, you're you're constantly aware of you know, where your time is being spent. So that's that's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think another thing to remember is that you can't do it all every day. 
Right. Just like when you're in the office, right? You're in the office, you're doing this, you're doing that. And really, you just, you're going to answer the important stuff. You're going to make sure you get to the important meetings and all that kind of stuff. Not that I condone missing meetings, but you're going to get to all the important stuff. Make sure all the balls stay in the air. You're juggling them and they keep moving forward. But when it's time to go home, you're going to go get in your car. And there's going to be a little red bubble on your inbox. There's going to be some emails that you haven't answered that mm-hmm. day. You and know, that's what I'm okay. And that's okay. And that's that's the first mental hurdle to get over. Yep. Is that, you know what, my inbox not being clear before I go to bed is fine. It's all right. You know what I'm saying? Because the important stuff will bubble up to the top, mm-hmm. or I'll start at the top in the morning. And, and knock out as many more as I can or yep. answer so-and-so's question or whatever. So is that that's that was the first hurdle. You know, the first five or six months, that was the biggest hurdle. It's yeah. like, I'm trying to clear this inbox every day. But then every morning I wake up to... More emails To more inbox. emails. Yeah, so it's like... Do the best you can and then yeah, keep it moving. Yep. On top of your meetings. On right. top of... Your other objectives on top of KPIs, you know, it's just, just like it would be an office, mm-hmm. you know, an email. Hey, I got a question. That's a whole email. Right. But then you reply to it. Now it's an email chain. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's sucking away time the same way that conversation in the office would have. But I'm burning up time babbling about stuff, you know, first world problems. Current, yeah, current, but current, current for you. Yeah, currently. But and it kind of goes into what our topic is for today, especially the part where you were just talking about it's not going to get all done today and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's just the idea of relinquishing control. Mm-hmm. Because there's some things that you can control. There's some things that you can but shouldn't control. <laughs> and then there's some things that you just shouldn't control. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are some hard pills I've had to swallow over the years of, you know, even with us in our relationship as a parent, um, as a a sibling, as a daughter, as a friend, like there's things that as badly as you want to, you literally cannot control. And and sometimes it's detrimental when you do. When, right. When That's why I said some things you shouldn't. Yeah. Even if you can, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And some things you can, some things you can, some things you can and shouldn't, some things you just should leave alone. Yep. You know, because mm-hmm. if you control everything, then um, I heard uh, Pastor Rondell Davis said, if if you're controlling everything, then what are you leaving up for God to do? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you got everything in your hand to do then you're not letting him turn your what was the thing that everybody says turn your your natural into super oh <laughs> or something mm-hmm. along those lines i ain't heard that one I put the you super saying, on your natural that's it oh because i thought you uh, was gonna say something like turn your corolla into a <laughs> vipers i didn't know where you was going with it oh boy uh, i was like is this a cinderella <laughs> reference oh my god is this a Pumpkin to carriage question here. I was a little lost on that one. You're a trip. But I got you. I follow you. But yeah, yeah it's, it's really interesting because I think, I think it's one of those things where um, when it comes to control, I, I usually wonder 
about people's need to control things Mm -hmm. and where that need comes from yeah where it stems yeah because that's that's one of the things that always interests me and you saying that you had to swallow that pill several times where does it come from for you hmm well i guess the um i'm not really sure if i know i know that when i was younger I put a lot of pressure on myself to do well. Um, A lot of pressure on myself to do well. So you were the group project kid. Yeah, man. I told you last week, group projects were not the thing. (laughs) Unless I could pick the people in my group that I knew were going to also do the level that I expected to do for myself, which was always high. So the teacher was just like, random groups. I hated that. When they used to make you pick numbers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Ugh, it's the worst. But, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure where it came from. I know that I was taught to be self-sufficient. You know, my, my dad didn't shy away from showing me how to change tires and things of that nature. Um, and I've always been pretty handy because I was pretty much under his wing all the time and he used to build things a lot. So in that area, I mean, you know, when we were first married and you came home with all them power tools and loads and bags in the living room mm-hmm. <laughs> and I installed a, a shoe rack that I figured out how to do myself. Um, so I've always had that, like, I can get it done mentality. Um, it started shooting me in the foot, however, when we got married and I didn't have to do that anymore, but because that's, I'd always been the type that wants to do things and get it done and, you know, had been very successful in that right for my life, (laughs) That it, it was a challenge for me to sit back, breathe, and be like, okay, you got it. I mean, for me, I think it was real interesting that when we first got together, how you would over plan things. I still do that. And I'm still learning that sometimes you just got to breathe and let things unfold. Yeah. I mean, that I mean was- even today, we had a situation where... Yesterday, I was like, you should text, you should email, make sure you do this, do that. And then today, it was like, it all worked out and nobody had to do anything. Yeah. And, you know, that's like my mode of operation right there. Because it's too many things to try to control it all. That's what used to always fascinate me. I used to watch you almost like a case study when you were just like, <laughs> we're planning a trip to um, wherever. Yeah, somewhere out of state. And we're going to be gone over the weekend. And I would just watch you playing. And I was just like, man, but what if traffic's bad? Even though it's safe, traffic may be like, even though MapQuest says. Not MapQuest. This is the route to take. <laughs> oh, what if, old school printed map yeah, times. Yeah, what if, what if that ain't the route to take? What if, or what if we see somebody we know and we just want to hang out with them? Like you had it planned, not necessarily to the minute, but practically. Oh, I know. And I used to be like, "Oh, this is, this is really interesting." And then, 
Shout out to my other heavy planners out there. Some of you guys listen avidly. I know you do. <laughs> nice to just I can play. name y'all, but I'll leave you under the <laughs> radar right now. So I used to be like, here it come. And it's just going to, all it takes is one person to be out of place. And a conversation lasts 10 seconds too long. And you're an hour yeah, behind. the chips fall. Now the dominoes are falling yeah. and I don't have anything to do with it. But I have gotten a lot better at rolling with the unexpected punches. I have mm. not um, mastered the idea of easygoing, not planning so precisely. Mm-hmm. Um, working on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I come by it only because my my dad is not necessarily a planner. And I've seen it be great. And I've seen it be detrimental. Right. Like, he's like, oh, let's go to the park. You know, in the summertime, we're going to swim at the local swimming hole uh, just to get there. And it's something that happened that they televised or mentioned. But now we don't drove an hour or so Mm -hmm. just to get there and it's closed. And he'll say, oh, well, since we're over here, we'll just go do this. And it's just like, he would just roll with it. And I used to be like, man, but I really wanted to go swimming. Like, if you would have just looked at the one thing before we left, I could have known well in advance of getting way over here that swimming is not going to be something that's happening today. (laughs) So I seen it it go left, but then I seen other times where it's like we go see my dad's brother just on a whim. And end up spending the entire day over there just hanging out and talking and having a good time. And then there's the, like, impromptu barbecue that kicks off or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, this was a fantastic time. And it was completely impossible to plan it. Because for this many people's schedules to be aligned for this to work, you know, you would have sent those invites and waited for months for people to say, Oh, yeah, I got the day off. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can come through. But just you just happened to be there and somebody else came there, which then probably messed up their plan, right? Because if they had planned to only swing by for 10 minutes, right. now it was an hour and then somebody else and then somebody else. And, I, and I've just seen it collect like that. And so... I mean, I've never shied away from the impromptu, what we used to call it, spontaneous, what we used to call it, something fun. Spontaneous, fun. spontaneous fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've never shied away from that. It's just the things that you know about that I kind of can go a little bit overboard with mm-hmm. planning. And the internet made that worse. I, I will agree that even as a software engineer, the access to the information to know the weather would be this, the humidity mm-hmm. will be that, the traffic on a day like today is anticipated to be this, and all this kind of predictive analytics that you have in the palm of your hand can make someone who overplans easily overplan yeah. a lot more and efficiently a lot more efficiently actually yeah and it's just finding the happy medium that mm-hmm. you know having a really overwhelming amount of information at your fingertips mm-hmm. plus you know leaving things for spontaneity mm-hmm. that I'm I'm still actively working on in some areas but in others being an over planning is very benef- over planner is very beneficial oh absolutely 
because it can be time saving, money saving, mm-hmm. X Y Z. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. headache saving. Yeah, headache saving. Mm-hmm. Stomach blowing up saving. <laughs> you ain't lying. Like on our little, you know, road trip, road adventures. trip, road trip adventures, and we're like, nah. Let me go ahead and fix this food so we're not going to be stopping at the bathroom 38 times. Or let me go ahead and load up the first aid kit. Right. Oh, needed that pep though. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. But as far as like relationship wise, um, it was hard. That relinquishing control part because I was so used to just getting it done Mm -hmm. that falling and i know that some people don't agree with like oh submission and all that but it's a real thing and if you know in our household you are the leader the kids would say it's mommy but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's because that's how you set it up like Mm -hmm. you make sure that i have everything that i need and Mm so they know how it really works yeah they know how it really works but it, it was hard at first to just relax and really rest in knowing that you are going to do what God is telling you to do for us, for the kids, Mm -hmm. for, you know, the household. And I can rest in that. And in that I can say, okay, you got it. And I, and also know that if you say, Hey, come help me with this, that I'm, that I'm going to do that. I think the other thing too, just to call it out is we have uh, probably in the eyes of a lot of people, a more traditional relationship. True. But I think the same, for me, I know because I lived it, the same is true when the roles were reversed. When I was at home with our oldest daughter for several months, not working on your health insurance and you had the full-time job. Mm -hmm. And that was the decision we made as a couple. That right. wasn't, oh, he can't get a job. It was, no, I had a job. And we talked about it, as longtime listeners would know. We talk about everything. Everything. At nauseum. And we talked about it. And we said, nope. The way these jobs are set up is better for you to quit and be with the baby this long so I can finish this out. And then you find something and then yeah, I'll it, come home. It's what made sense for us at that moment. At that moment. Yeah, yeah. But you it's know, just... you were finishing school. I mm-hmm. was already in a career, had finished my schooling. Mm-hmm. So it, it just made it made sense for and, for us at that moment in time. And for all your career women out there, I did not ask her to give up her career. No. You did not. I just want to make sure that's perfectly clear. <laughs> You know, but again, having that conversation to say, no, you should quit and not work until the summer. Then over the summer, since I still get paid through the summer, that's your time to find something. Right. You know, and that and that became hyper important because at that point I was the stay home dad, Mm -hmm. you know, with General Hospital on. changing no, diapers you, ne- you never made it to general hospital because by that time it was time to come get me for oh work. yeah yeah you're right you're right <laughs> young and the rest Run, maybe no no what's the one with um todd and a one life to live yeah that was my cut right there boy <laughs> that was my cut 
Todd and the gang. They used to, I used to like that show, boy. <laughs> I used to watch that show like clockwork. And I used to get I used to get the baby to sleep just she either just be napping in the middle of her nap or just coming out of it and it's like oh you coming right out your nap it's bottle time so she got the bottle she cool yeah and i'm watching it me and todd man we went on some adventures for them six eight months or however long it was but yeah but you know i took on all those duties yes. and i think that's one of those things where we're not necessarily gender whatever the word is when you we don't necessarily subscribe to gender roles mm-hmm. per se. We're just always trying to do what's best for our relationship right. at the current moment, which which takes some give and take. Because then right. at that point, I had to relinquish, you know, that financial control to you. Yeah. Like, oh, she's making, she's the breadwinner, so I'm going to support her in these ways. So I'm going to clean up. And I'm watching the baby. Yeah, that's very true. And I'm you, going you to go wash the clothes. You never let the house get to be a hot mess or nothing like that. Mm-mm. It was always like, you know, and I did come home and cook because that's mm-hmm. something I enjoyed doing mm-hmm. anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't have any of the other things mm-hmm. that I needed to do. Yeah, we we had to schedule for when the clothes needed to be washed. And we didn't have a washing machine. No, we had, you had to take baby to the laundry mat. So we had the laundry mat with the baskets and cooing and gooing and yep. pooping and everything else and then coming home and putting the clothes away the whole nine and you was out there getting that money yep and then you know when time came you said nope this is what i would like we talked about it we said okay this is how we're gonna do it and then it reversed yep and then i became the breadwinner and you you took on those those other duties and i think that kind of flexibility has been one of the biggest keys to our success even though i can't lie when you're the only not the only but when you're a stay-at-home dad you know some of the eyeballs that's on you yeah you know what i'm saying you go to the laundromat it's like hmm he come in this laundromat every week on the same day yeah hmm interesting in the middle of the day no less you know what i'm saying and it's like it's one of those it's one of those things and then um so it, it does it did take you know it picked pricked the pride a little bit you know if you wholeheartedly subscribe to some of those gender roles where you're like nah i'm supposed to be making the money right and blah, but blah, again blah, blah. you had to relinquish the control of even the societal pressures of that gender role exactly exactly and which, you know which wasn't easy i'm sure it wasn't uh, i mean I am a stay-at-home, homeschooling mom, Mm -hmm. which historically, if you go back, wasn't abnormal. But nowadays, Mm -hmm. I still get, I mean, granted, not since COVID, but Mm -hmm. prior to COVID last March, man, I would get approached and talked to all kinds of ways. You know, people get hit you with the slide comments and, Mm -hmm. you know, well, what are y'all doing out right now? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't they be in school? (laughs) Oh, what are you going on a field trip to Target today? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I got that comment. That's Mm -hmm. not me making something up. Mm -hmm. That's a real life thing that I had to deal with. I'm sure. People all in your business, when they just, if they would just mind their own, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm doing what I need to do by my family and my Mm -hmm. kids are, are, are thriving mm-hmm. you know but i, I want to hear him make that joke now you know mm-hmm. 
But I'm I'm sure, you know, if I got that as a mom of three going to run a simple errand during the middle of the day, mm-hmm. I'm sure as a dad with an infant in the middle of the day, it had to be tough also. It was. It definitely was. But it's like you said, the 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 thing about relinquishing control, I think, for me, or the thing that I came to grips to was Kind of pointing back to what you said earlier is easier to relinquish control when you realize you were never in control to begin with. Man, and that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Mm-hmm. That the control is not necessarily a complete lie because you, you definitely influence. Yeah. You definitely nudge and guide. You definitely can kick the dominoes and start them to fall prematurely and all of that kind of stuff you definitely have a lot of power in your sphere of influence but i think the level of control we think about when we say relinquish control is a way higher level right you know what i'm saying because even in the idea that you control your spouse you're really telling yourself a lie yep you know what i'm saying because the only person you 100% control is yourself. And even you are taking in an infinite amount of other influences that are affecting the decisions you make. Yep. So even if you go, oh, as the head of the household, I control this house and this family. Well, nine times out of ten, you don't. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Even like when you look at, you know, one of those great examples is Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? In the first Iron Man, Tony's like, I'm Tony Stark. And Pepper's like, what's your social? <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh. Arguably, at that point in the MCU, he the smartest man in the MCU. And she crushed him with, what's your what's social? What's your social? You building missiles and rockets and Iron Man armor, but you don't know your social. Right. So that means I can steal your identity. And keep it moving. And keep it moving. And like you won't even. You can't. What you gonna do you, about you it? You can't even go and say that's my social security, security number. <laughs> the simplest thing, just you know, what I'm saying, just crushed you. So it's one of those things where even in that, you know, Tony's sphere sphere of influence was still inhabited by another person that was choosing to help him, and you could see how much control he had given that person. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where it's like, you know. If you take that kind of stance in your relationship and with your spouse of kind of like a servant leadership role. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it I think it allows you to be able to relinquish control in areas and receive control in others. You yeah. know, yeah. what a person is like, hey, I'm willing to follow you on this. I'm mm-hmm. willing to listen to your opinion and your expertise. Let's, let's go. Let's and let's take go. The next and, step. and let's do it. Even if it sounds crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is what we're doing? All right, we're going to run down through these woods. It sounds crazy, but. All right, let's go. Let's, let's see. go. Let's I see trust what happens. Yeah, let's go. And I think that's that's a really, I guess that's a really good point. Trust. Yeah. I heard it. That's a really big point. Yeah. How can you relinquish control if you don't trust the other person? Yeah. Or trust that you've instilled in them the ideas that 
will allow them to be successful, like with your kids. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, well, they're easy when they're little to mm-hmm. control them mm-hmm. and tell them yes, no, and they typically listen. Mm-hmm. But like when we're coming to an age with our oldest now where, you know, and God knows she's an amazing kid. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't have any problems or anything with her but at the same time we know we're coming to an age where you know she's approaching teenage them where we're gonna have to relinquish control as we have been up to this point anyway but you know we we've been in a different type of um, situation as a homeschooling family too in which case you know we've been able to control a lot of you know, outside sources, media, television, um, movies, things of that nature. So for us with with her, you know, granted, we've done all those things. We don't really plan to relinquish too much control in those areas. But there's a certain level of, okay, exposure to different things that we know she'll be seeing in the world that we have to kind of tackle as well um that we don't have to do yet with Mm -hmm. the the younger little ones yep um because they're just not at that age yet but you know we wouldn't be we wouldn't be responsible parents if we you know tried to keep her in a bubble forever because that's just not reality yeah and that's not what we're about we're about you know exposure education understanding growth growth exploration you know so Mm. that she becomes you know a well-rounded woman that understands the way things work yep and that teenage you know uh the nature of teenage years and to start to question and wonder and you know things like that Mm -hmm. it's something that you know we're we're starting to have to to climb but again she's a pretty fantastic kid that is making it kind of a cakewalk for us (laughs) yeah yeah i remember i remember starting to hit that point when i was younger and my mom did the thing that now as a parent i'm like "Mm, i don't know if i have the courage to do that because uh she took the stance of Whenever I asked a question, whatever the question was, she was just going to answer it right then. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of done that. Yeah. And uh, the thing that was... Because if you're asking the question, then your curiosity is already peaked in that area. Yeah. So if I don't answer it, you're going to ask somebody else. And that was her stance. Yeah. She was like, if I don't answer the question, the question doesn't go away. Right. If I sugarcoat the answer, the question doesn't go away. So I got to answer the question and satisfy the curiosity right or he's going to go somewhere else and ask someone else and then they will have you know essentially undue influence yep on my child and i was like that's a pretty brave thing to do at any point you know you know because sometimes kids come with some not pg-13 questions you know yeah or or just the fact of and this is why i say you have to really be careful about what you're kids are exposed to what they watch because even something as simple as you know a a quote-unquote kids show on tv 
may say a word that mm-hmm. they are unfamiliar with and now they're coming to you and they're like oh my gosh where did you hear that word mm-hmm. and they say oh so-and-so said it on so-and-so um show and you're like man i i watched i've watched that show enough to know that it's not bad or not you mm-hmm. know undue influence but here you are with this word that they've said and i'm like geez mm-hmm. you know but how to explain the word mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's it's um Especially as you get older and morality around you changes. Right. It becomes one of those things where, oh, because, you know, even for us, when we were younger, you were certain words that you just won't go hear on the radio. Yep, exactly. And then as morale changes, the the morale of the world and society starts to change and evolve and, you know, move and a direction different than when you were in your formative yeah. years. Because PG-13, when we were kids, is kind of like PG now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, whereas our parents could say, oh, no, you're you're eight. You're not going to watch a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. You can watch PG or G. Mm-hmm. Well, now saying you're not going to watch a PG-13 movie, it's like there really isn't much that isn't at least PG-13. <laughs> Because so, it's almost like you're because, going from PG-13 to G. Yeah, because so, like you just said, societal norms are way different now mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. than they were when we were kids. So we find ourselves having to explain words and things that they may have heard in even a PG movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and concepts. A lot, you know, yeah, concepts, situations mm-hmm. um, that we didn't have to have at the ages that we have had to explain things yeah but that again that's back to trust though we have to trust that how we have reared our children and the tools we've given them will guide them going forward yeah and that's how you kind of let go a little bit and then the same thing for us as we evolve our relationship we hope that the history we have together and the trust that we've built over time has equipped us with the tools to be able to trust the other person to do certain things or to act a certain way, things like that. So yep. it's a it's a couple of things going on in there that are that are really important and, and vital to even being able to relinqu- relinquish control, let yep. alone the actual act of doing it, which is still a hurdle in itself because you can know you need to do it, want to do it, and it's just like, this is so hard to do to just be like, no, you got it, you know? Yeah. It's, it can just be monumental. Absolutely. Well, that was good. Yeah. Good job. Made it through it. I sure did. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yep. And you can find us on Twitter at 9-7-POD. Yep, 9-7-POD on Twitter, 9-7-PODCAST on Instagram. Instagram. Nine seven? Did we do Facebook? Nah. No, just Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, nine seven podcasts on all your favorite podcasting, listening platforms. Um, please rate, review, like our podcast. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, thank you all for listening. If you have any questions or comments on this topic, feel free to reach out in those areas, and we'd love to hear from you. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys.